Good evening. Welcome back to church tonight. I'm so thankful that you've joined us. Uh, we're going to continue in our series that we began this morning, Faith. What is faith? That's what we looked at this morning. We answered the question of faith defined. What is faith? Uh, we saw in Hebrews chapter 11 that faith is the substance, the very foundation, the thing that's built under us, the substance of things hoped for. Not only is that, but it's the evidence of things not seen. It is our substance. It is our evidence. Uh, we don't blindly serve a God that has never done anything for us. We have evidence uh, in times of past where he's worked in our lives. We've seen God work. Uh, pastor likes to sing the song and has sang it several times here. God's been good in my life. Though I've had my share of hard times, by my side he's always been. Because through it all, God's been good. And, and God has been good in our lives. He has worked. There's not to say there hasn't been difficult times, but God is faithful. God is faithful. And we can have faith in him because of his uh, re reputation. You want to say that because of his reputation. How many people can you bank on and say, I have full trust in them. They're not going to let me down. They're not going to fail me. Uh, can I tell you, we are all human beings. At some point in life, uh, you have been let down by someone. But God will never let you down. We can have faith in that. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. We looked at uh, examples this morning of several men in history, uh, in Christian history, that did great things for God. And what was one thing they all had in common? They had faith. We saw quotes uh, from men and women of God who did great things for God despite their difficulties. I think of Fanny Crosby, and she amazes me. She could have let bitterness take over her life, that a doctor made a mistake and took her vision from her, yet she went on to write thousands upon thousands of hymns, over 5,000 hymns that she wrote, even though she could not see. But she didn't allow that to stop her. She didn't allow that to discourage her. She went on, uh, and she did many great things, and we reaped the benefits uh, of her hymn writing, uh, one of my favorite hymns, To God Be the Glory, Great Things He Hath Done, was written uh, by Fanny Crosby. And we think about it, and how could she say that when she was blind from a child because of a doctor's mistake? But she realized that her faith wasn't in her vision and what she could see. Uh, it was so much bigger than that. It was so much greater than that. And so we continue on, and we look this morning, uh, continuing verse number three, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Christ spoke, and the world came into existence. How amazing and mind-boggling that is. Uh, and does it take faith to believe that? It does, but can I submit to you that it also takes faith to believe in evolution, that a big bang happened? Uh, to me, that takes more faith than believing that there is a, a all-knowing being, a, uh, an omniscient being that was there before the worlds were formed and created something out of nothing. To me, that's more believable than there was nothing and there was a big bang that happened out of nothing and nothing came out of nothing because of this big explosion that came from nothing. It, it just boggles my mind. That takes faith to believe evolution. But can I tell you, it does take faith. But through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. God spoke it into existence, and it was good, so that the th things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. You know, if we serve a God that can speak the world into existence from nothing, we can put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ and God, uh, a sovereign God who is good. 
So tonight we want to continue along. This morning we look at faith defined. We looked at faith defined. Tonight I want you to look at me with faith alone. It is faith alone that we need in our lives to serve God. Nothing else, none of this, uh, you know, if we didn't have a church building here, and we have a beautiful church building, we have a beautiful auditorium, a wonderful piano, uh, you know, we have a great pastor, uh, but can I tell you that the most important part of our Christian life isn't the church building that we worship in, it's in our pastor. For you personally, your main thing in your Christian life should be faith alone, because that's what's most important to you. Do you have faith? We're going to look at three stories tonight, continuing on in these verses. Verses number 4 through 7 is what we're going to read. So if you have your Bibles open to Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 4, the Bible says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it being dead, yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Let's open up with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for being a faithful God, a good God to us. Lord, I thank you for being a God that it that is easy to put our faith in because of how good you've been to us, because of how we've seen you work in others' lives. And I pray that tonight, as we look at this topic of faith alone, that it would be something that would challenge us and encourage us to live faithful lives through the lives of these three men that we look at tonight. Uh, may we be encouraged to live by faith alone. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The first story we see here is in verse number four, uh, and it's the story of Cain and Abel, and which goes all the way back to the beginning of the Bibles, where he starts out Genesis chapter 4, you turn with me there. Keep your spots there in uh, Hebrews chapter 11, but Genesis chapter number 4, and we're going to start reading in verse number 1. Genesis chapter 4, verse 1, the Bible says, And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel, when Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. The story of Cain and Abel, we know is the first murder recorded in the Bible. Here we have Cain, the older of the brothers. Uh, what is his job? Uh, Cain was a tiller of the ground. So the, the sons of Adam and Eve, Cain is a tiller of the ground. Abel was a keeper of the sheep. He was a shepherd. And so God here, they go and they are making a sacrifice to the Lord. Uh, well, let's look at their sacrifices. Uh, Cain, he brought something that was of the ground. He brought the fruit of the ground. 
Uh, and you know what's interesting to me is Cain brought his works to the offering table. Cain brought something that he had done, that was that he had worked, that he had sweated over, uh, and was responsible for, and brought that to the offering table. Uh, what did Abel bring? Abel brought the firstlings of the lamb. Abel brought a blood sacrifice, which if you look through the Bible and you read through the Bible, what does God, what did God demand in the Old Testament as a payment for sins as we worshiped him? Uh, it was a blood sacrifice. So Cain and Abel bring their offerings. They both offer them to the Lord. Uh, Cain's was something that he had plenty of. I guarantee you he did not take all of his, uh, all of his crop that year and put it on the offering table and burn it. He had stuff behind. He knew how much he had. He had already harvested, and he gave knowing that he was going to be able to give on the bath end. He gave without the need for faith because he gave knowing that he had enough to last him. Uh, but can I tell you that Abel's offering, uh, it was a little bit different. It took faith. Why? Because it was the firstlings of the lamb. So it was the first one. He didn't know how many lambs he would have. He didn't know how many would survive. Uh, you know, they didn't have veterinarians they could take their lambs to. If they had some kind of sickness, if they got sick, they would die. But he took of the firstlings of the lamb and of the fact thereof. Abel gave the best that he had and the first that he had. And, and so what happened, we look and we see that Abel's offering was pleasing to the Lord and Cain's was rejected of the Lord. And Cain became angry. Cain became angry and wroth and jealous of his brother that his brother's offering was accepted. So much so that it caused a rage to build up in him and the bitterness. And he caused him to murder his own brother. And how amazing that is. How it, how it progressed so quickly. How does the story apply to us though? Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter number 3. And verse number five. You know these verses. Actually, let's start reading in verse number nine. Proverbs 3 and verse number nine, the Bible says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. The Bible tells us the first fruits we should give to the Lord. What does that mean? Uh, referring back to our tithes, let's look at tithes and offerings. We should give of the first fruits of that increase. My dad had a unique way of teaching us uh, giving to the Lord of the first fruits. Whenever we would get a bowl of ice cream, my dad would take and he would make us come to him first and he would take the first bite out of the ice cream. He wanted the first fruits of our ice cream. He said, and this is how God is. God wants the first fruits of your life. He doesn't want your ice cream after you've slobbered all over it, after you've, uh, you know, you've melted and it's nasty and it's old and you don't want it anymore, and then you give it to God. No, God wants the first fruits. He wants it when it's fresh. He wants it when it's new. And that's how he taught us giving God our first fruits. Uh, and the Bible promises us here that when we do so, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst forth with new wine. God will bless you. But can I tell you what it takes? Look back at verse number five with me. It says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. It takes trust, it takes faith when we're giving. I'm not going to tell you that it's always going to be easy, that there's always going to be, uh, you know, that's not a, we don't treat a 
I'm sorry, we don't teach a prosperity gospel where you give $100 and God's going to give you two, and you give two and God will double it and bless you with four. That, that's not how God works. But he does promise to take care of you and to bless you uh, if you are faithful in giving of your first fruits. But it takes faith. It takes step, stepping out and giving God those first fruits. But what do we think? Uh, so many times we think that we know better. But verse number seven addresses that. It says, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from all evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with the substance, with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. And so there it goes. When we are blessed, we should bless God with the first fruits of all that increase. And so can I tell you that Cain did not do that? But Abel did. And so here it goes, uh, and this is how it applies to us. Are we giving God the first fruits of all that are increased? Are we giving him what's left over? We get to the end of the month and we have enough money in our budget. We say, well, we can give God $25 this month instead of giving at the beginning and trusting God to take care of you the rest of the month. Uh, let's say with our time. And how much time do we take from God? And we say, well, you know, I don't have, I've got a busy day today. I'll do my devotions tonight if I have time and I'm not too tired. And instead of giving God the best part of our day, the most productive, uh, and for you, that might not be the morning. I'm not a morning person. I, waking up at 4 a.m. and doing my devotions uh, is it's not beneficial to me. But I can tell you the first fruits, the best part of my day when I'm most awake, I should be giving God that time before anything else, before technology, before TV, before books, before uh, anything that for me that is pleasing, I should give God the first fruits of my time. But so many times we don't even take time for God to come to his house to worship him because everything else takes precedence. Uh, Christian, that ought not so to be. We should give God the first fruits. It, it, does take, it does take faith. But look back at Hebrews chapter 11 with me. We're going to be turning back there. Hebrews chapter 11. What is faith? We know that it's the substance of things hoped for, the foundation of things that we hope for. We hope for a good life. We hope that God will use us. We hope that God will bless us. And so that's the foundation, and it's the evidence of things not seen. Can I tell you that I've seen God provide for my family over and over and over again in miraculous ways that we couldn't even explain? God has been good. But it will take faith. Let's continue reading our next character that's mentioned here. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. You know, I hope that that is my testimony. If you look at the epitaph of my tombstone one day, I hope that it will say, Daniel Philip Bishop was a man that pleased God. Enoch didn't have to die. He, there is no tomb for Enoch. He was translated into heaven that he should not see death. But why? Because he had this testimony before he was translated that he was a man that pleased God. But how do we please God? You say, what makes God happy? How do we please him? Have you ever worked for somebody that was hard to please? They were a hard person to please. You would do everything you thought they wanted and you just couldn't please them. Can I tell you that we serve a God and he gives us the answer in the next verse. How, was, how can we please God? Can I tell you the very foundation of it is faith alone. But without faith, verse number six, it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. So without faith, number one, 
It's impossible to please God. You have to understand that. If you do not have faith, you are not pleasing God. Faith alone is the foundation. We have to have faith. Well, faith is the foundation of our whole entire being as a Christian, is it not? When you got saved, what did you do? You put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. It's the foundation. But then we build upon that. You must believe that God is, that he exists, that he always has been, that he's here today, that he was here yesterday, that he'll be here forever. We must believe that he is, and not only that, but that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Are we diligently seeking God? God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He exists, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith alone is why Enoch was a man that pleased God. Now, are there other things in there? Yes, but the foundation, the substance, was that he had faith. Because if he didn't have faith, it would have been impossible to please God. If he didn't have faith, he wouldn't have been a man that pleased God. Now, did he do other things in life? Yes, he did. Were there other things that made God happy, that pleased God? Yes. But if he didn't have that foundation of faith, it would have been impossible to please God. Keep on reading with me the last person in a very familiar story that we've learned since we were kids. Whether you were in church, not in church, was Noah and the ark. Verse number 7 says, By faith Noah, being warned of God of the things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark which he condemned, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, and became the heir of the righteousness which is by faith. And the Genesis chapter 6 gives us the story of Noah building the ark. And can you imagine how much faith that took? Here he is building an ark on dry land, preaching that it's going to rain. Why? Because God told him it's going to rain. And Noah, by faith, obeyed God. It took complete faith. It hadn't rained before. And here he is preaching to the people, it's going to rain, it's going to rain. God's going to flood the entire earth. And people are calling him crazy. People are saying, what are you doing? You and your family are kooks. But he had faith that what God said was true. And no matter what the world said, no matter how much he was made fun of, no matter what happened, he trusted God. And by faith, he built the ark. By faith, being warned of God, Noah was warned. He could have gone, God, that sounds crazy. I'm going to build an ark. I'm going to spend years upon years, decades building a huge boat. To put all the animals of the world on? And can I tell you, this ark was magnificent and amazing. Uh, if you ever had the chance to go to the ark encounter uh, up in on the Ohio-Kentucky border, it is amazing to walk up underneath of that boat and just to see the massiveness and, and what it could have looked like. It's incredible. But to think Noah built that boat out of complete faith. Never before had the world been flooded with water never will it be flooded again because of god's promise afterwards the next time it will be destroyed by fire but it took faith and faith alone so we saw three stories this evening we saw the story of cain and abel abel offered a sacrifice out of faith a blood sacrifice that was pleasing to the lord and it was accepted of god did he pay consequences of that? Yes, he gave with his own life when he had done nothing wrong but given his offering to God. Then we saw Enoch. Enoch was translated that he wouldn't see death because he was a man that pleased God. And then we saw why was he a man that pleased God? Because he had faith, but without faith it's impossible to please him. 
And then we saw, lastly, Noah being warned of God by faith built an ark. Can I tell you, faith alone is the foundation we need to please God. You want to be a Christian that pleases God? I think that every single one of us, if you were to answer that question tonight, you would want to say you are a Christian that pleases God. But how is your faith? How are you trusting in God in the difficult times? Uh, I know there's people in this church going through very difficult times right now. But how is your faith? Can I tell you that uh, over the last year, uh, my wife and I's faith has been tested. There have been times of discouragement. Uh, there have been times, uh, November last year, 2019, November 13th, uh, when we welcomed our daughter into this world and then sent her off to heaven within an hour. Uh, can I tell you, my faith was tested throughout last year, knowing that we would lose our daughter the entire pregnancy. But can I tell you that God is faithful? That through it, I can trust in God, that he has a perfect plan. And I can trust in God that one day I'm going to be able to see her again. Uh, can I tell you this year when we got the news that we lost our twin Ian, uh, that it was a difficult time and I struggled. Uh, you know, listen, the Christian life, you don't think that uh, your pastor, your assistant pastor, that, that we've got it all figured out, that we don't struggle with faith at times and trust in God because we are human beings. But can I tell you that God is faithful. And every day when I walk into the NICU and I get to see Grayson and see how he is doing and see how he amazes the doctor, my faith is strengthened, my strength, faith is encouraged. When I see you guys going through difficult times and see that your faith and trust in God is unwavering, that encourages me. Uh, when I read the stories, uh, like we looked at this morning, of great men and women uh, of history that had faith in more difficult times than I faced in this last year, uh, much more difficult times, uh, Yet they remained faithful to God. Can I tell you, let your faith be encouraged, because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith alone is what we need to please God. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the time spent together this evening. I pray that you would help us to have faith, that you'd help my faith to be encouraged, to be strengthened every day, that I would draw closer to you, that you'd help the people of Bible Baptist Church, that their faith would be closer to you every single day that you would strengthen and encourage their faith, even in the difficult times. For in our weakness, you are strong. And I thank you for that promise from your word. We're excited to see what you're going to do. We have faith that you're going to work and use us. And may we live lives that are pleasing and honoring to you. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you'll join us Wednesday evening uh, at 7 p.m. We'll continue our series on faith from Hebrews chapter number 11. I hope to see you there. Kids! Uh, if you have a child that's Awana age and has been in Awana in the past, you should be receiving the beginning of this week a uh, packet of information uh, and some worksheets and some fun things to be able to do with your child at home uh, with a self-addressed envelope. So fill out those worksheets, send them back to us, uh, and then we will continue this interactive thing through the month of September as we continue to navigate uh, the interesting times that are COVID-19 in our world right now. And uh, we are looking forward to being able to have the kids back together again in Awana. But right now, this is a way that we can interact with the kids in a safe manner. If you have a child here that has never been a part of Awana, uh, maybe was too young last year, or maybe you're newer to the church, we would love to be able to send a packet of information to your child as well uh, with some activity sheets. 
please go on our website, BibleBaptistKPT.com. On our homepage is an information banner. You can click on that and register your child for Awana, uh, and it will give some basic information, and we'll make sure that gets out to you as well. You can also go to our Facebook page and click on the link there, BibleBaptistKPT.com slash Awana is the direct link to the page. If you registered your uh, child this week, we got several online registrations. Thank you for those. Uh, we have got your information, and we've got packets coming out to you. Look for those this week. Thank you for being in your place. Have a great week. God bless.